848 on Lacrosse Talk on WIZM. You wonder what everybody else is thinking about with regard to uh, the impeachment trial here in the United States? Our guest on Lacrosse Talk, Dr. Joe Heim. Hey, good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Well, good morning, Mike. How are you doing? I am well. I, I am always curious because you travel so much, uh, and we occasionally hear from people who don't but still say, we have to stop this. The world is laughing at us. Have you heard in your recent travels anybody talking about U.S. politics even? Very little, Mike. I'm, I'm kind of amazed. The, the impeachment uh, stuff that dominates our news in the United States is not uh, – it's not top on the list. Actually, the China uh, virus issue is probably the one that dominates the news overseas. Right. Interesting in that regard that uh, back when the Ebola virus uh, was a, a top story and uh, the administration wanted to block people from coming into this country from uh, from African countries where Ebola uh, existed and uh, some Democrats were having a bird. I heard this morning that Russia closed its entire eastern border with China to keep anybody from coming into their country. Can you imagine if the United States closed its entire southern border for anybody coming here because of uh, because of a virus? No, it just uh, seems unlikely. Uh, I'm hoping that our scientists and doctors uh, figure out a way of dealing with this so that. Uh, we don't have to do anything like that. Yeah. I, I do wonder just what the effect of the economy is going to be on all this. Right, in particular, the, uh, since the, it seems you know, to be overtaking. travel and uh, trade. Right. Well, and it, uh, it the, the numbers seem to be overtaking SARS, which, uh, as we all uh, remember, had uh, quite a huge uh, billions of dollars, 40-some billion dollars in, in uh, impact in, uh, in the economy. So... Whether this has the same kind of impact, I don't know. It's certainly hurting China a great deal, but trade with China is going to be an issue here pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to, as of right now, because you can't predict this stuff, but I don't think it's going to be have that kind of an impact on the United States. Our economy is too big for that, basically. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that, uh, that this thing gets under control. Uh, how do you feel about, you could weigh in on our people poll question, should the Senate have uh, witnesses? Uh, I I was sort of hoping for one or two witnesses, but uh, if, if I'm reading the tea leaves here, Mike, it ain't going to happen. Uh, it looks like uh, the White House would be blocking uh, the uh, the Bolton testimony in some way, shape, or form, and they're already arguing that there are things in that book, which includes things that he might say under oath, that would be considered uh, uh, secret or top secret, and thus I, I think it's becoming increasingly unlikely that he's going to be there. And I, I think uh, Mitch McConnell knows how to count the votes, and I think he's there, there's four people, four Republicans that are possibly going to vote for that, but there are also four Democrats that could consider voting against it. So it may be a standoff. Even though the media doesn't cover the other half of that conversation very well, uh, it is interesting to me that that uh, it seems Democrats want Bolton, and now we're done talking. You bring Bolton or else, and there's no conversation about uh, about a trade package. You get Bolton, we get Hunter. You get Bolton, we get the whistleblower. Uh, Democrats want Bolton, period, and and that's it. Yeah, that's kind of what what uh, what it sounds like, basically. And uh, and part of it is that he's offered himself up as a witness. Now, whether or not they can take him up or not, I I'm beginning to think. I thought two days ago it was going to happen. I'm now thinking it's not. I think the uh, the Senate wants to get this over with by Friday or Saturday, 
and uh, because the State of the Union address is coming up next week. And I don't think they want to ha- drag this out uh, by having four or five witnesses and having a president do the State, State of the Union address in front of uh, Congress while he's being impeached. Sure. I just don't think that's going to happen. It is. It, it continues to to baffle me that uh, the Democrats feel like their half, the House uh, impeachment trial was completely legit, even though they blocked all the Republican witnesses and are having a bird that Republicans aren't allowing Democrat witnesses to take place. The questions and answers uh, of, of yesterday and will take place later on today, even those questions that are asked are uh, all submitted to uh, uh, a justice and he decides which questions to ask. Yeah, I, I actually thought that that was most, one of the most interesting parts of this entire thing. Like, I don't know if you watched a lot of it, but uh, you, you saw lawyers and the both, both sides basically doing impromptu responses. And I think that's, you know, it's one thing to be prepared and have a prepared statement in front of you. It's quite another to respond to a question that just kind of could throw you for a loop. So that actually I thought was pretty entertaining. I, uh, I hope actually people did watch it. And it was instructive, too, frankly. I, 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 I between you and me, I thought both sides did pretty well. I heard from a, a legal expert, Jim Bohannon, had him on last night, uh, pointing out that uh, the Democrats seem to be asking questions and making comments, uh, trying to set themselves up for going back to their district and uh, and covering their bottoms uh, about why there wasn't witnesses and why he wasn't impeached, while uh, the Republicans are simply lawyers set up to win the case. Democrats have more to lose in this issue. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Mark, it's really hard to, hard to say uh, whether or not uh, one side is going to come out of this ahead or not. I, I think I'm going to hold off on, on saying who I think is the big winner here or not, because uh, I just think it's a little hard to explain. But it's, uh, it's pretty clear that both sides are dug in, and it's come down to, in my opinion, it's come down to, is it really impeachable? You know, can they can they can enough of them agree that this is an impeachable offense or not, or are there other mitigating circumstances that make it less impeachable? It's pretty clear it's become a very partisan issue. Right. I heard a legal scholar this morning, as a matter of fact, pointing out the fact that the pre- a president is allowed to ask for an investigation. And he quoted the uh, uh, the legal paragraph that's written down somewhere. And a sitting president is allowed to withhold aid. And uh, he quoted that legal precedent. And so the Democrats don't really have a case. What the President Trump did was legal. Why are the Democrats ignoring that? Well, I think I think you're correct on the first point, Mike, that uh, the presidents can investigate anything, <laughs> and they don't have to explain why that they can allow an investigation, either the Justice Department or somebody else. The the second part about the aid, there's there's real questions legally as to whether this was done legally or not, Mike. I I, I would suggest that you don't uh, assume it's necessarily necessarily legal. There are scholars that say both sides on this one. All right. Is there? Okay. Well, and, and the fact that the president uh, didn't hold it, that the, 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 uh, the aid was released and Ukraine got the money uh, without the announcement of an investigation, is still kind of colors uh, the Democrats' argument gray. Yeah, the, the, the Democrats' argument is that it was withheld within a matter of a few days of the, phone, the infamous phone call. But what you're doing is reading into the president's motivations. Can you can you positively say he was motivated because of the timing of it, or could you argue that he simply decided that uh, 
the uh, aid should be released. It's, I don't know how you could read a person's motivations. You're kind of assuming certain things right. here, and that just doesn't work. Well, and you're right. Yeah, and you use the A word, which uh, is a Republicans' uh, answer often when uh, when uh, witnesses say, in my opinion, I think that, uh, you know, and none of that is uh, set in stone, written in ink, and admissible in court. Your opinion is not important. What actually happened is important, and Democrats are not making their case. What kind of blowback is this going to have uh, once it's all said and done? Speculation is that it may be over as early as this weekend, and then what? Yeah, that's a good question, Mike. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty clear that uh, the moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans from you know states that w- voted for the other side <coughs> are in a real quandary as to what to do and how to cover their rear, frankly. It's pretty clear that a vast majority of Democrats, vast majority of Republicans made up their mind weeks ago, and nothing has really changed. So it's, it's, it's going to come down to about four or five people on both sides as to whether this has any meaningful impact or not. I, I don't know whether, you know, the way things go, Mike, uh, the way the media moves very quickly, this could be, uh, in a sense, almost gone in a week. Right, and I... I suppose once uh, the trial is over and uh, the uh, virus uh, kicks into higher gear, there will be a bigger, more important headline. People are dying than uh, than Republicans and Democrats arguing over the future of the president. Yeah, I, I suspect that that's going to be the big news of next week. I'd even put money on it that next week we're going to be dominated, maybe for one day by the State of the Union address, and then the rest of it's going to be... Uh, you know, what's happening to the world health. And it's, uh, you know, we just seem to move on very quickly from uh, even major major news stories. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the Israeli uh, deal was lasted, what, about a day or so? Right. You and know, the, it's, it's pretty quick that these things move off the front page. The president signed USMCA yesterday. I have heard one story about it. it it's now in place, everybody, all the T's, all the I's, uh, one, <laughs> one story about it. Yeah, you you have to say that this is a victory for the president, basically. Now, he called it the worst deal of all time, and frankly, it's not true. The new USMCA, 90% of it is uh, is the old NAFTA, but the 10% really is, in fact, an advantage for the United States, and I think we came out slight winners on that. So it's, But how fast it goes off the front page is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, certainly we will see, because I have heard even Nancy Pelosi, who uh, clearly hates the president, say that the USMCA is a good deal for America. So when you get some diehard Democrats uh, agreeing with the president, uh, you know there's something in there that's a good deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the president will remind us a few times in the next month or two that this is a good deal for the United States and particularly for Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. And let's hope that uh, that it turns out to be true, certainly uh, with uh, agriculture in Wisconsin. Dr. Joe Heim, thanks. Uh, interesting. And I hope you heard it. Those of you who are worried that the rest of the world is laughing, the rest of the world has no idea. Because the rest of the world is paying attention to real news, not the baloney that's going on anywhere outside their own country. Just like you, right? Just like you. Dr. Joheim, thanks for talking with us this morning on the Crosstalk on WIZM. We'll get a chance to talk a little more about the USMCA and uh, what may be the end of the impeachment trial coming up. Rick Manning will join us uh, from, uh, from GetLiberty.org. That's coming up.